another episode of the Dino Talk Podcast. Nick and Jesse back again, but this time we got a little someone else by the name of Logan. Welcome, Logan. Glad to be here, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course, of course. Today, we got a lot of fun. We're talking the biggest buys. Like, these are for redraft, but also for Dynasty. And last week, we talked biggest busts. Next week, we're going hot takes. But you know what? I'm going to start us off. Biggest buys. Guys, get ready with your tomatoes. Get ready to hurl them at me and just call me all kinds of names. My biggest buy for this year is Gabriel Davis. Why am I saying the biggest buy was the wide receiver 39 last year who played 15 games? Like, how is this guy going to be the biggest buy? And that is because Gabe Davis last year, he had 93 targets for the year, and he only had 48 catches. And amongst all players in the league, the top 50% of the target getters in the NFL, they were 49 wide receivers that qualified. Gabe Davis was 49th of that list with a 51% reception percentage. The lowest by quite a bit. The second closest with DJ Moore at 57%. And like, I mean, I personally don't think that 51% is going to continue to next season but even if all of a sudden Gabe Davis for instance if he caught 64 percent of his passes last year of the 93 targets he would be 37th on that list he would actually be the same as Mac Hollins like who's Mac Hollins I don't know but yeah he'd be 37th on that list in terms of reception percentage and with that if it was 64 percent that would be good for 60 receptions. So up from 48 to 60. And if he continued at the same pace of 17.4 yards per catch, then that would be 1,044 yards. And just say, for instance, he got one more touchdown there. Um, that would be actually a 15-game pace. But say two more, if he played the full 17-game season, he would score 212 fantasy points per game, which would have had, or 212 fantasy points for the season, which would be wide receiver 22 on the season. And in terms of points per game, that would be wide receiver 21. So that's just with a little bit more catches of his targets. And let's look at the Bills. They added Dalton Kincaid, who's a tight end, and they lost Isaiah McKenzie, who had 64 targets, and they the only replacement is Khalil Shakur, who was on the team last season. So it's just like, Gabe Davis is likely going to get at least 93 targets, and to be honest, I think it's possible he could even get a little more. And if he's a little more efficient with it, Gabe Davis could be the steal of the year. And everyone last year was buying him as if he was going to be a potential maybe wide receiver one, wide receiver two. And this is just to be a low end wide receiver two, but he's going on ESPN. He is going as wide receiver 41 and on like CBS wide receiver 36. And I think he could get, I could, I think he could be a low end wide receiver two 
and maybe a high-end wide receiver three, but that still he'd be a steal at where he's currently valued. And that's just with a little uptick of efficiency. Gabe Davis, my biggest buy. Yeah, I know we've talked about that, uh, about Gabe Davis on the podcast in the past here. Our loyal listeners will, will remember. Um, I don't don't hate to take, a, you know, but uh, also, I mean, he's just bitten so many people so many times in fantasy football that it's still hard to take him. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't hate it, uh, hate it at all. Logan, do you have anything to say about Gabe Davis? Yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah, he might be getting the targets, but I definitely do think that he's kind of a one-hit wonder. But I have to look over what kind of routes he ran mostly last year, but I definitely did see him more of like the deep over the middle routes, I felt like. I don't know how you feel about that one, Nick. Did you look into what kind of routes he was running mostly? I didn't really, but I mean, it's possible like there could have been some throwaways to Gabe Davis, but I, I just think a guy who could like – retain that target share and just like a little bit of uptick of efficiency. And it's just like, I know he bit people and I was not a Gabe Davis fan last year, but it's just like this year, I think everyone's regressed so much to like, he's wide receiver 41, but like he was higher than that last year. And it's just like, he's going to be a year older with the same quarterback who I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's just like in the number two wide receiver and nobody else clear like no nobody else to take the targets other than Stefan Diggs like Gabe Davis I think could be this year it's I mean I hate to say it but he could be this year what everyone was expecting last year but everyone's just completely jumped off board whereas I'm like you know what I think he could be a value here I don't hate the thought process on something like that uh where it's like someone who last year you know like everyone had these expectations for them they they drop the ball and so you know next year whenever their values down you know like uh taking them up i know um we're gonna talk about i'm just gonna throw another one that we'll, we'll talk about here a little bit later aj dylan's kind of same concept last year he was going round four and now he's going like round nine ten and it's like he's still in the same position that he was last year and that's why we were all taking him at that point so i mean i i do understand where you're coming from uh as far as that goes but for my biggest buy I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you did. And instead of going for somebody who had the hope and then busted last year, and then, you know, everyone fell off on, now you're going for him. I'm going with the guy who was a wide receiver one last year, Nick and Logan. Wide receiver one. That means a top 12 in the NFL. He didn't leave the team. Not a whole lot changed. They did bring on a receiver who was – supposedly expected to be better than him now or something like that. But Christian Kirk is now going at wide receiver 31. Are you kidding me? I've already talked on the pod about how he's just like Tyler Lockett. He's going to have a career arc just like Tyler Lockett. He's going to be hated on his entire career just like Tyler Lockett. And every year at this time, this time of the year, whenever you're in redraft, just like the last five years, you should have drafted Tyler Lockett. Go ahead and draft Christian Kirk. And I'm pre- I'm predicting for the next four years for you. Congratulations, everybody. Just like Tyler Lockett, there DK Metcalf, like the big guy, he's gonna come take all the this Calvin Ridley deal. Oh, he's the he's the big fast guy who's running a hundred percent routes when Zay Jones is running a sixty percent route, and Twitter's going crazy. But uh, but yeah, man, go ahead draft Christian Kirk. Be happy you did it. Um, go ahead and you know just send me a, a thank you email. Um, after after the season's over. What do you guys think? 
Well, actually, when doing the Gabe Davis research, um, if Gabe Gabe Davis had a sixty four percent catch rate, uh, he would actually been just a slight tick behind Christian Kirk in points per game. Christian Kirk was wide receiver twenty last year in points per game. Not quite wide receiver one, but that's what's hey, wait, wait, what was he on the entire year though? If you added up all seventeen games, because just so you know, the games that that a wide receiver puts up a zero it still does go on your team. Like your, your team still takes that zero. So uh, what was the overall in points in points uh, for 17 games, Nick? Uh, I, I think he was wide receiver 12, but usually players are ruled oh, out. So usually they're ruled okay, out. Thank you very much. But regardless, I do think Christian Kirk, like even all that being aside, I, I do think he's a decent buy. I think everyone's kind of, throwing him to the side, and I think he could be a pretty decent value as a wide receiver two-ish player. So ju- just to be clear real quick, listeners, wide receiver two would be top 24. So Nick does agree, still a buy, still a buy. No, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Logan, you want to throw us one of your buys? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I feel like it's been a little bit hard to keep up with this whenever my uh, phone keeps tipping over and falling over. So I'm sorry to anyone that has to see that. Um, yeah, I would like to throw another one. I do uh, also just want to throw this out for future reference. I do feel like it would be kind of interesting to look at the stats of Josh Allen post-injury with his elbow to see if there was any regression there if he had to like throw any different types of routes I know, I know Gabe Davis still did fine but I, I think it would be interesting to look at that in, at a later date but one of the receivers that I'm definitely keying in on I will be trying to target them in a draft usually in a snake draft I'd probably go two top receivers and then maybe try to get a third one because I think running backs are starting to become a little bit more irrelevant year by year um and this receiver is DJ Moore. He was a wide receiver 24 last in PPR. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're starting to, that's kind of up to you. But I definitely think it's KSPN's live draft trends or J Moore is going as the 55th receiver. Well, average pick is actually losing. It looks like it sure the preseason a small part in that. But one of the biggest reasons why I'm keying in on him is when you look at all of those Panthers teams with DJ Moore on them, they never really had heavy talent. The quarterbacks were like Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield tried, didn't succeed. They had horrible coaching. And he honestly, I mean, he didn't have too many competitors, but their offenses were never that efficient either. But there was always one highlight. It was him and Christian McCaffrey fighting for receptions every year. And I just wanted to highlight, too, that over his five-year career, having mediocre teams on and off that were getting carried by Christian McCaffrey and him, um, he still he still ended up averaging 1,000 yards in all five of his seasons with his – best season having 1,193 yards and I think that that kind of highlights a receiver that just emits consistency every year he's on a team with a quarterback that needs to prove themselves the Bears best receiver last year was their tight end which shouldn't be a thing 
Um, DJ Moore, most of his routes are, he spreads them evenly on zero to 10, 10 to 20, 20 plus. So you know that he's like a consistent thread in the short, medium and long game. So that kind of gives Justin Fields a little bit of a crutch. If he's not comfortable going for longer passes, he can always warm up to DJ Moore with a screen pass, just like in the preseason. And all in all, I do think that I think he should be taken a lot higher. I mean, obviously his stats didn't reflect it too well last year, but he was also on a mediocre Panthers team that had to get rid of their coaching staff. And I think he's definitely going to break out. And if he doesn't break out, you'll just know you're going to get a consistent pick with him. So I, I would definitely be trying to target him with like third picks in the draft. Try to get him around the third round or before, even though that's where he's currently going. But I would pick him over a lot of different people. I don't know if you guys have any opinions on that. Oh, do we have some opinions? Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. No, no, you go ahead. All right. Uh, When I found out you were doing DJ Moore today, I was a little disappointed because he actually wanted – I wanted him to be one of my buys because, like, I agree with a lot of what you were saying. Yeah, He's just been a very consistent player. And it's just like Justin Fields is a guy that in college was a – I thought was a terrific passer. And I just think he has a lot of arm talent. He has a lot of ability. And he just needs that receiver he can rely on. And it's just last year, he did not have that. And this year, DJ Moore, like, I think I could see DJ Moore just being a guy that, like, Justin Fields, third down, consistently looking for DJ Moore. To where that guy's, like, getting a bunch of targets, getting a lot of high-level looks. To where I, I think his touchdown numbers could go way up. And it's just, like, he could be that guy that just Justin Fields just constantly relying on and I think the passing volume, I know Jesse's going to harp on that, but I think I think he, Justin Fields is going to pass more this year because he's got more weapons. Last year he did not have it, and they had more passing plays than what the 22 per game suggests, but it's just Justin Fields didn't have anyone to throw to because they weren't open. And DJ Moore can get open, and I think he's going to. they're going to find ways to get him the ball, and I think he's going to have a productive year. So, Logan, you didn't know this, but or maybe you did. Last week, I actually had DJ Moore on my sells list. Reason being, there's all this hype around him, but the pass volume isn't there. He's he's in the lowest, like, historic – like, it's like a historically low passing offense. If they were to pass, like, 100 more times in the year, they'd still be the 32nd ranked passing – like, for pass attempts. Um in the league last year. I mean, granted, I'm going off last year. Who knows? Maybe because of the new new wide receiving uh, weapons that the Bears have added, maybe they are going to throw the ball a ton more. Maybe, you know, it is it is all going to come together. I am a big believer in Justin Fields. I have talked about that before, that I do think he's a, a great player, and I think that he's going to do well. But um, for this year, this year in particular, I'm, I'm actually staying away from DJ Moore. I think that uh, that I could see him kind of having a rough year, re- like kind of getting that connection built up with Justin Fields. Like you said, the one play that we saw in preseason was a screen pass to him. So, I mean, it's not like we've seen that like, oh, there's this great connection between G- DJ Moore and Justin Fields. At least we, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I know there's, of course, been the beat reporters, but uh, I believe I also predicted that that would be a thing as well. Um, but anyway – uh, it's like these news these news cycles, man. You can predict them. Um, so anyway, yeah, I I, I disagree respectfully, but uh, but I don't know. DJ Moore is one of them that uh, that I could see see being wrong on at the end of the year. So 
I'm either going to be wrong big or I'm going to be right big on that one. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. I do think another interesting thing um, that the Bears could have going in the screen game as well is just even have, having big bodies like Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney to potentially – now, I don't know if they're the best blockers, but, you know, they're just big bodies to help on screen plays too, which I think will be pretty good for volume and PPR. Yeah, and that's something in the preseason game. I know very short sample size, but it's just the Bears blocking look much improved. And the receivers, like on <laughs> DJ Moore's screen route and Cleo Herbert's screen, like they block downfield pretty darn well. And I know Logan's a big fan of the Bears' new right tackle, Darno Wright. He performed pretty damn well in the preseason game. And, like, mm-hmm. like early reports are he's doing well. And it's just like that's what Justin Fields needed. He had to run. He had to tuck and run so much last year. And that con- contributed to the low pass volume. And it's just like also when you're throwing it to – like Darno Mooney got hurt. When you're throwing it to Equinemius St. Brown, Dante Pettis, Velas Jones every game, it's going to be tough – to pass the ball a ton like you're going to be wanting like if i was out there with those guys if pete manning was out there with those guys pete manning would be tempted to tuck and run more often than not and i just think that this year it's just like it might not be insane in terms of a pass volume increase like i know the bills like i was looking this up earlier the bills like when josh allen got stefan Diggs, they had a six percent pass rate increase and it's just like even if that's the case like i think dj moore could be pretty efficient because Justin Fields like Jalen Hurts like Josh Allen is a good downfield passer and it's just a DJ Moore can connect on those with him it's just like I think he could be a damn good player this year and I'm excited for it but I'll go ahead and move on to my next buy um, it's Amon Ross St. Brown um, it's kind of crazy because last year I was kind of on the Amon Ross sell train like, I was like, this guy is just a low dot dude who just catches a lot of passes, doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. But I kind of was looking at the team, and I've seen reports coming out. It's like people that have gone to Lions training camps. The Lions supposedly have three guys that are getting passes so far. It's Amon Ra, who's been clearly the leading target getter. And then there's rookie tight end Sam Laporta and rookie running back Jameer Gibbs. This might be a crazy take, and I've been debating of whether or not to include this on next week's hot take pod or this, and I might do it on both. I think Amon Rock could have that Cooper Cup-like season this year to where he could just get insane pass volume, to where he's just catching 120 passes. And if his touchdown go up, which he got tackled a lot on the one last year, like he could be an insanely good player this year to where it's just like, he's a PPR monster and he's just like balling out towards just like to me, for me, I'd be comfortable taking Amon Ra at the early second end of the first round in a redraft league. And I just think in dynasty, it's just like, he's not included in the top echelon of players. Some people are still skeptical and I'm kind of one of those, like at least in the past, I don't have any dynasty shares, but I think he's a buy. I think he could be a pretty darn good player this year. And I think Amon Ra is a pretty darn good buy. So my only, the only uh, thing I don't like about uh, about the take is that I had I don't know where you had Amon Ra, but I have him as wide receiver nine on the the mock that I made, 
And that's ahead of Garrett Wilson at wide receiver 10 and then Jalen Waddle at wide receiver 11. Um, I just, I don't know if I can, uh, if I can buy into, even though I, I do believe in the, the Lions um, offense becoming a, an absolute monster, just like it was last year and the defense being bad again. So they're going to have to pass a ton. I think that all that can definitely happen again. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I can see the benefits of it. To me, it's just, uh, it's a little bit too, too high up there because for you to say, say buying it there, that means that, you know, I mean, he's got to be wide receiver set, like, you know, almost a top five wide receiver for him to like really pay off if you're, if you're going to reach for him, you know what I mean? And so, uh, so for me, if I'm in that area, you probably only have one pick in that range and I'm going Garrett Wilson all day. I'm taking Garrett Wilson over Amon Roth. It's between the two. So that's my only reason that I don't like it. Everybody knows I'm a huge Garrett Wilson fan. So, so, I mean, that, that has a lot to do with that, but I definitely am not a, not a Amon Ra hater. And, and one thing I'll piggyback on that is I do agree that I think Garrett Wilson and Waddle were have like a higher average, like their A dots will be much higher, but it's just, I think Amon Ra is going to catch 30, more passes than those guys like it, it's possibly i think it's possible he could catch 40 more passes than those guys and if amon ra can get to double digit touchdowns like i think he's a much better like player than those guys this year in fantasy and I, that's where i think he could get into the top five it's just he's gonna catch a ton of passes it's just like jameson's gonna come back but jared goff loves throwing underneath and amon ra's just gonna keep getting those catches and it's just like if he falls into the end zone more like that dude could be a monster this year and I, like that's where i think like he's not going to have the yardage maybe that garrett wilson and waddle do but i think he's going to make up for that in catches and also maybe even touchdowns yeah now that you say that and you are kind of selling me on on him a little bit more uh even though i was i already did like him uh there was one league i know uh in dynasty i had amon ra and garrett wilson and I ended up selling Amon on that league, and now I'm kind of regretting it, wishing I had them both. That'd be a pretty sweet, sweet combo. Logan, do you have anything to add on Amon Ra? All right, hopefully I'm not lagging. But, um, yeah, so now I want to piggyback as well on this because I definitely do like Amon Ra St. Brown. He doesn't really have too many competition. His volume's extremely high. Uh, some stats from last season, he had 139 targets that tied for seven, 106 receptions. That, that was fifth. 1,161 receiving yards, and that was 10th. And then the one thing that kind of set him behind a lot of people was six receiving touchdowns, which was tied for 19th. So I definitely feel like if he increases his – average catch a little bit i mean he doesn't even have to with the volume if he's averaging 11 yards per catch and gets 106 receptions that's pretty incredible but if he if he actually got 10 touchdowns i would like to see where that would put him in comparison to everyone but i just feel like all around his stats and metrics are pretty insane so he's such a well-rounded receiver so i i definitely like that definite definite buy for me too all right, perfect. I guess that'll roll right into my next one then. Um, I was gonna gonna bring it up. So it's it's, it's his quarterback, Omnirous quarterback, Jared Goff. I uh I think that he's a great buy and redraft this year. Um he's QB seventeen. And uh just because of the way everything went last year and even you uh, you know, I mean maybe the years before, but no, no, not years before, just last year, 
Um, everybody's in on the quarterbacks all of a sudden, even in one QB leagues, which the strategy has always been push away quarterback because you only have one of them. Like you can always catch two of them later on. I'm sticking with that same strategy in redraft this year. Let everybody else waste a, a second, third, fourth round pick on quarterbacks. Let them go for the top five guys. Um, go ahead and let wait back into the rounds. Grab you some Jared Goff. Um, like everything that we were talking about with Amon Ra, I mean, just uh, going to be a, a, a huge pass volume. Of course, you know, they did lose TJ Hawkinson, but Goff was uh, <clears throat> was a great payoff last year. And it seems like the Lions are really bought into them being the QB, him being the QB of the future, which uh, I just think they're just going to continue to build around him. But uh, even for this year, I mean, he's just he's he's a good quarterback and he has, he's on a team that has a horrible defense. That just adds up to a lot of QB points in fantasy football. I would say I don't I don't have a super strong take on it, but I do like it does make me nervous to buy him on Jared Goff when Amon Ra is really the clear wide receiver guy. And in the past, like they've relied a lot on Jamal Williams short yardage. And this year they have David Montgomery and now Jameer Gibbs. So if they like both hop in on the rushing touchdowns, it'll be tough. But I mean, there's the idea that like those Jamal Williams rushing touchdowns could go through the air in which Jared Goff could get a bunch more touchdowns. But, like, I don't think he's going to pass for a ton, like, of yards to where I think I think he's going to need to make up for it in passing touchdowns to where maybe if they start throwing it more in the red zone then rather than just rushing it in short, like, that could happen. But, like, I don't have a strong opinion either way, but I definitely understand that. Yeah, shoot. Uh, yeah, what you're... Oh, is, is uh, am, am I lagging or anything? Yeah, yeah, you are, but, I mean, don't worry about it. We're understanding. Oh, okay. Well, sorry about that. Uh, um, yeah, no, I definitely like Jerry. Uh, he's been really consistent. So, no. Like, uh, it would be amazing if you could get four. This will be for now. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's. Can you uh, throw out a buy for us, Logan? Yeah, sorry about the little technical difficulties. Uh, you're good, you're good. Still trying to figure out the best way to balance my phone here, but I, I feel like another um, person I've been really liking, I haven't done any redraft leagues yet, but I one that I've found really interesting is Darren Waller because I feel like a lot of people are looking the other way. The Raiders kind of started disbanding their off. They he cut out again, and he has had two off seasons since the last breakout in the thousand yard. 
does super impressive prioritize like top three times and Yeah, Logan seems to be really lagging there. But I, I like the Darren Waller buy. Like I, I think he could be a guy with that offense that could really like take off. And I I just think they don't have a lot of receivers. So I think Darren Waller is a guy that could just really boom. Yeah, no, I agree there completely. Um, I don't know if you remember, Nick. We we got an empire draft together and it was round nine. And the news, it was my turn, and the news broke that Darren Waller got drafted to the Giants or went got traded to the Giants. So I went in and uh, I drafted him, and I immediately got a trade from somebody for their fifth round pick for my ninth round pick, even though it was Darren Waller. So I mean, I think that there's definitely a huge, uh, huge hype around that. Um, and I think it's with good reason. I mean, he should essentially be wide receiver one um, for Daniel Jones, who Daniel Jones is a solid quarterback in himself. I mean, to be honest with you, if, if I'm rolling with late quarterbacks in a lot of leagues, which I'm going to, it'll probably be Daniel Jones and Jared Goff is who I'll end up uh, who I'll end up with as my redraft quarterbacks for the year. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could I could really see see it panning out for Darren Waller for sure. Um, love love that take. Yeah, and, and Logan, it looks like he might be back now. You can throw out some Darren Waller thoughts. Sorry, we we were losing you there. Yeah, I love I love that exactly. Yeah, That's exactly what stuff. I was thinking too, Logan. Yep, thank you for that. And so, um, I'm gonna move on to uh, my last wide receiver here. Um, that's in the in the buy buy now category. Um, I haven't talked about him yet. Yeah, Adam Thielen. So, uh, I like Adam Thielen. The uh, the mock that I had him at was wide receiver fifty three. Um, I mean, I can just see him being a wide receiver three. You know, he's he. The exact same thing as Darren Waller. Yeah, he's getting kind of older, but uh, he sh- could be the wide receiver one of uh, of a team that I think is going to end up passing quite a bit to uh, to get Bryce Young those uh, those reps. Or oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Car? No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I was thinking C.J. Stroud went to the Panthers for a second. I was like, wait, what? Okay, no, he's at the Texans. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, so I think they're going to try to get Bryce Young a lot of reps, and I think that Thielen could could just end up uh, with with being a target hog and, you know, connecting with the young guy early with the experience, just uh, just knowing where to be whenever uh, whenever the, the rookie's in trouble. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, that, I respect that. I mean, he's a, he's a veteran receiver. I think they're going to start the year for sure with him out there and – like he's a he's been a guy that's been pretty a reliable target, and for a rookie like Bryce Young, who I I might talk about Bryce Young next week, like for the hot takes, who knows? But I I think Bryce Young is a pretty good processor, and like he's a guy that I think is like he plays like a veteran, and I think he's a guy that like with Adam Thielen, like they could have a good connection. But like like as far as a Panthers passing game, I don't really know what's going to happen, but like. Adam Thielen's the guy that's going to start the year there, and maybe they have a connection that just blossoms. And yeah, I'm I'm for that. No, uh, all right. Hopefully, this is working better. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, sweet. Yeah, it seems like uh, 
Wi-Fi is not too good up here right now, but yeah, with Adam Thielen, I, I don't really know what I think about him. Um, I feel like he's at that age of his career. He could just trip up on one hamstring injury and probably never play again. But I do feel like there is decent upside there. I mean, he's definitely a veteran guy that can be leaned on a little bit there. They don't really have too many options there that I really like. DJ Chark, I don't think will be really competing with him. So I definitely feel like Adam Thielen in deeper leagues will hopefully be able to net people 500 yards and five touchdowns. But I'm I'm just genuinely interested to see how that offense pans out. But, you know, I definitely like it. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I'm I'm excited to see how that shakes out. They have a lot of they have a lot of targets, like a lot of players there, like the at receiver. But it's just like there's no defined roles yet, and I think Elon Thielen should get the first crack at it. So, like that's a that's a I like it. That's a good buy. Um, next one I'll kind of go into. I'll I'll be quick with this. Uh, Jesse talked about him earlier. AJ Dillon. I just think AJ Dillon is a pretty good buy. Like late last season, I think I saw that he had. I was looking it up earlier. He had six touchdowns. Yeah, six touchdowns in the last six games, which is pretty darn good. And like they started relying on him in the short yardage. And this year with Jordan Love, like I, I kind of think they're going to pass a little more. And we really don't know how that offense is going to run. Like it, it could be, it could go a number of different ways. Like, but I, I think if they play a little bit quicker, where they're not draining the clock as much and they run more like that could be great for AJ Dillon and like Aaron Jones is getting up there in age and AJ Dillon's at the end of his rookie contract. Like he's a guy that has talent and it's just like, he could be a guy that they could really ride this year. And like, if there was an injury to Aaron Jones, like he's getting up there in age, like AJ Dillon could be a monster this year in fantasy. Like he could, like it's realistic. He could have a wide receiver one season or if it happens mid-season, like he could have a, a finish where he's like a top 10 RB. And like, I don't think that's completely unrealistic just because he's great in short yardage and with a new quarterback who's probably not going to throw as much, like he could be a guy that they really rely on. And like, if they mix Aaron Jones in in spurts and use AJ Dillon as the main back, like AJ Dillon could be a smash. And I'm, I'm buying AJ Dillon. Like he's going later, like Jesse said, than he has in the past. And this year could be the year that he finally does it. Absolutely. I mean, not to piggyback too hard because I know I already touched on it and we're in agreement, so I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it. But the exact same uh the exact same reason that he was going in round four last year, like all those reasons why we liked him last year and why he was going in round four, the fact that he was young, the fact that he might be taking over the role, the fact that Aaron Jones is getting older. All those things just happened another year. Like Aaron Jones got even older. There's an even higher chance that AJ Dillon takes it over. Like we all saw it towards the end of the year, like Nick pointed out, absolutely smash, uh, smash play there. I like that one a lot. One of my favorites. One of my most uh, rostered players on my dynasty leagues as well. All right. Nice. I'll hop in on this AJ Dillon ad stuff. Yeah. I really don't have any, uh, you know, concerns about the quadzilla. I think he's going to keep up his rushing production. I think he's a lot better hands than people get him, give him credit for as well. Like he's, uh, he's honestly, he doesn't get like that many receiving yards, but I definitely feel like it's enough to be like 
where it's pretty complimentary to just his raw rushing ability that he'll get random PPR points just from little receptions here and there. But I mean, like you guys said, if Aaron, if Aaron Jones does see any injuries, he's starting to get really old up there and uh, he just runs really hard, really well. I think he's a really good blocker too. So he's for sure going to be in the game a lot more than people give him credit for as well. So I think he's a great buy, especially in dynasty. Yeah. For contending teams, AJ Dillon's a nice buy where you could just toss him a mid to late second and he could really help you out. Like he's a guy with like kind of a medium to low floor, but like his upside is sky high. It's just down the stretch. Like he could be a guy that they really rely on. I'm excited. And another one is a uh, Khalil Herbert for the bears. Exactly what I was talking about earlier. Um, the Bears, they're they they run the most out of anybody in the National Football League. They did it last year. Odds are they're go- probably going to do it again. And Khalil Herbert's the the number one running back for that football team. And somehow he's going on drafts and around RB thirty nine. That's crazy to me. Um, that's another huge one, huge upside there that you can get late in rounds. Just wanted to make sure I got that in there as well. I like the Khalil Herbert. Like he's. He's a guy that he's going to get the first crack at it with the Bears. And it's just like they're going to run. Like we expect their pass volume to increase, but it's just like they're still going to run. And Khalil Herbert, like he's shown the ability to make a, the big play. And it's just like I'm excited for or for Khalil Herbert because he's going to get that opportunity. And he's he's been efficient. Dino Talk back again. Sorry for the quick break. Uh, had to start a new link. Um, let's pick back right back up. Uh, Logan, like Khalil Herbert, what do you think? Um, you know, I don't really have too many opinions on Khalil Herbert. I, I must say, I honestly haven't been looking into him that much. I, I'm honestly kind of worried. I feel like just watching the bears over so many years, I definitely know since like Matt Forte, they've had a tendency to just recycle these running backs over and over again. So he's a little bit smaller of a running back. He's pretty stocky. He weighs in at 212 pounds. He's five, nine. I really like his catching game. He's definitely an effective receiver, but I definitely do feel like him not being the backup running back might, be a little bit interesting, but there might be a little bit of like a Tony Pollard narrative on him where he's finally getting his breakthrough season of being a running back one for the Bears. So, you know, I don't really know if he's going to be good or bad, but I'm just kind of interested to see how he's going to do in this upcoming season. Oh, for sure. And like he's getting the first crack at it. So like I'm excited to see what he does, but like you got that's got to count for something. But Logan, you can go ahead and go with your next buy, too. Yep. So with my third buy, also I want to make a correction. I said third round on DJ Moore for my first uh, buy-in. I feel like the fourth round in a 12-man league would be a, a good place or early fifth round to get DJ Moore instead of third. Um, but, yeah, I've been going back and forth with my third buy. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about Cortland Sutton a little bit. But I'm kind of thinking I'm going to just shift into my 
my new third buy instead of making him an honorable mention is going to be Justin Herbert. Uh, anyone that knows me knows I've been talking up Justin Herbert since he came in to the league. I knew he was going to be amazing. He just has all the measurables. He has a new offensive coordinator. Hopefully Staley doesn't dictate the offense too much, but I just really like, he's got Quinn Johnston now. Um, I think Keenan Allen's going to have a breakback season. Hopefully he doesn't still have lingering injuries from the last few years, but I definitely think their offense is going to be completely improved. He's got one of the best arms in the league. His velocity on throws is insane. I really don't know how he gets so much power behind most of his throws. And I think he can kind of bob and weave, make tight passes. And I think he's going to be amazing and shock a lot of people this year. I, I love that one. I, I'll be honest. I, I think Justin Herbert could explode this year. And like with Kellen Moore, like Kellen Moore, like he'll challenge downfield more with Justin Herbert. And that's just something that Joe Lombardi just refused to do. It's just like, let's just do all these dump offs, throw it 140 times to Austin Eckler. And I think Austin Eckler is a good player, but it's just like Justin Herbert can really excel throwing the ball downfield. And I think with getting Quinn Johnson, I think they're going to use him downfield and they're going to use Mike Williams downfield and Keenan Allen. And it's just like, that's where Justin Herbert can really thrive. And it's been so obvious and they've just refused to do it. And it's just, if they start, start throwing the ball around more, I think Justin Herbert could just explode this year and just just burst into maybe even the top three, four players in Dynasty. And just like, I mean, he's kind of been in that territory, but like he could start to really push the top three. Like Hertz has gotten in there. I, I think Herbert could get in there too. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see the Chargers offense this year. I mean – not a whole lot to be said because I completely agree with you guys. And I mean, uh, Nick, you especially hit on it that he's been there before. I mean, he's been a top three guy in dynasty before he's been a top QB before. Uh, we all know that he was hurt last year. Uh, he added a weapon. It's kind of hard to imagine that he doesn't, you know, go right back to where he was, you know I mean? Everyone's so hyped on Deshaun Watson, you know, from, because, you know, three or four years ago he was, you know, a top five quarterback. Yo, everybody, hey, yo, last year, or not last year, two years ago, Justin Herbert, he was a top five quarterback, like, you know? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I like that take a ton. And I'm sorry for this. I Logan and I are kind of at fault. We were at the game when Justin Herbert got hurt, and also I was at the game a few years ago when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. So I'm sorry if I'm the cause of this, and – I'm also going to be at the Bears-Chiefs games this year, so I hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I feel like if anyone listening to this has any requests on games Nick shouldn't go to, make sure to drop some sort of comment so that he can definitely stay away from the stadium on that day. That's that's a great – yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. that stay away from Kansas City, Nick. Stay away from Philadelphia. Oh my goodness, please. But uh, but do you have any other buys for us, Nick? Um, I I've talked countless times about Sky Moore. I think he's gonna burst onto the scene this year. Sky Moore over under receiving yards. He's at like what is it five sixty five something like that over all day long. Like that guy is like 
he's been a starter all throughout camp. Like the first preseason game, he was out there with Mahomes all the time. Like he's going to be their guy. It's not going to be MBS, not going to be Justin Watson. Kelsey's going to bowl out. Sky's going to be that next guy. Juju roll. All right, since we're just throwing out the takes that we've had for months or years now, everybody knows, go, gra go grab Garrett Wilson, baby. Should have grabbed him back whenever I was telling you a couple months ago, but hey, that's fine. He's going he's gonna to get you top five. He's going to get up there. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. I mean, if it's uh, true on those uh, offensive line with Aaron Rodgers and him not being able to throw, I think it will be kind of an interesting season if that's true. Garrett Wilson's so quick, it ain't even going to matter. He's going up against the best cornerback in practice every day. And even and even that dude, even Sauce, is like, dang, how are you so quick? And Garrett's like, I know. <laughs> I know, man. I know. I'm just so quick. Bro, it ain't gonna matter. Yeah, I'd love to see it, especially this season. I definitely would love to see Garrett Wilson take his offensive rookie of the year season and transition it into Devontae Adams like ten plus touchdown year. Really show that he's elite. Calling it. Been saying it, Logan. That's absolutely that's that's where we're heading, buddy. Thank you for getting on the train. You're getting on the, on the train, buddy. We're going down the tracks right on to Garrett Wilson to Devontae Adams level caliber mode. Engaged. All right. We're <laughs> it's steaming, dude. Look at this. The wheel's going. All right. Up Garrett Wilson. Logan, you got any you got any other buys for us? Um, yeah, you should have made Garrett Wilson jetting along, you know, instead of the train. But um, yeah, my last um I'll just call it a buy and a half. I feel like a lot of people that cover any fantasy content coming into this next season are talking about Deontay Johnson and how his target to share last year, but he zero touchdowns, which I think is a complete fluke. So I think that I don't really have to say anything about him being a receiver, but I definitely think he's a really good only bounce back this next season. Oh, for sure. You were breaking up a little bit, but yeah, Deontay Johnson is he's a good buy. Like that guy, like he's being undervalued. Just George Pickens getting a ton of hype. And like I'm, I'm kind of getting a little more on George Pickens. Like I think he could be a little, get a little more targets. But I think Deontay Johnson is just a guy that, like, the first preseason game, George Pickens got the touchdown. Deontay Johnson had three catches on that drive, three targets. He got wide open. Like the dude's going to consistently get open, and he's going to get a ton of targets, and he's going to get more touchdowns. To where I think he's going to get over a thousand yards, still get a ton of catches. And he's going to get more touchdowns to where it's just like he's still undervalued. Like he started to creep up a little bit, but he's still undervalued. Like that guy can still, he's still going to get the catches, still going to get the targets, and he's going to fall in the end zone more. And he's undervalued. I think he should be valued at a wide receiver two range, and he's not. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the only thing with Deontay Johnson, I do, I do like him. The only thing is that Kenny Pickett might be his downfall. If Kenny Pickett is as bad as some think he may be, 
it might be another year of Deontay Johnson falling a little bit short, even of the, the slight expectation that we have of him. I want to steal the mic before Logan starts gushing on Kenny Pickett. He's a fan, but I, I think even, I think Kenny Pickett's going to take at least a little job where I, I think he's going to like get a little more comfortable. I don't think he's going to be a star this year, but I think he's going to be able to throw the ball around a little bit. I mean, it's a, it's in year two in the league. He's got to be better. And it's just, they don't really have anyone else. They got Mitch Trubisky, but we've seen him before. They got Mason Rudolph. We've seen him. It's like they need Kenny Pickett to be good, and I think he should be a little better at least. Yep. No, I completely agree. I feel like uh, two-glove Kenny is going to definitely have a little bit of a resurgence in his game from college because he started off pretty ugly last season. He won, what was it, five out of his last six game played, though, so he kind of got a little bit more feel for winning. I uh, definitely do have my concerns about their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. He's definitely on the hot seat. But I do hope that going into this next season, people will be saying Pickett to Deontay instead of Pickett to Pickens because I feel like their connection is just inevitable. The target share is there. I don't know why they're making it Pickens to Pickett or Pickett to Pickens. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm excited to see how he plays out. Pickens makes the highlight plays. That's what that's what sells, and yeah. But I I don't know. I'm I'm nervous about the Steelers' future. Uh, they got the offense coordinator problem. I think they got the quarterback problem, and it's just after this year, what do they do? I have no idea, and I don't know if I want to want to find out. But I I think that's all for us today. Like we want to thank Logan for coming on. I know he had a little bit of. Uh, internet troubles, but that's okay. We we pieced it together, and we went a little longer today, but I had fun with it. Next week, we got hot takes. We're going to be coming in rapid fire, some of the hottest takes you'll find. And yeah, on Twitter, um, PTNick32. Jesse, Logan, throw out your plugs. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also, I just want to go ahead and hit up the, the two-week podcast so two weeks away from now we're actually going to be doing a live draft um that me and nick will 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 be in and hopefully we'll grab logan maybe get another friend in there and we'll we'll go ahead and hit up a live draft for everybody because we know that you know redraft season is here it's time we got to help you out so looking forward to that as well and then um yeah find me on uh on twitter uh it's jesse underscore setzer Cool. Yep. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. I'd definitely like to uh, come on again at some point. I don't really have my Twitter handle memorized at this point. Too lazy to look at it, but hopefully I'll be able to give that to you guys uh, at a later date though. So thanks for having me on. Ooh, ooh, thanks for coming on until next time. Dino talk. <laughs>